Unplug it to the Agora's Nexus We need the whole community connected We're the alternative collective Self-sufficient and effective the Agora's Nexus podcast uh, Name is Jeremiah Here with Brandon and uh, we're here to discuss Yo. all the latest news that's fit to print and fit to spit. So uh, we got all that. We got some discussions about things in general surrounding all this stuff. But before getting into any of that, um, this is brought to you by PreSearch, privacy forward, decentralized, blockchain based search engine. And uh, sort of if you want your privacy back and if you want to earn some cryptocurrency while you do it that you can use to stake in ads or just spend if you want, it's convertible, it's on multiple exchanges, um, then you can do that. Um, and it's also a way to support what we do because every sign up uh, is uh, like with a verified email is another way that pre-search knows that we're not fucking around. So feel free to go sign up for that uh, and get some of your privacy back. Uh, it's a great way to de-Google yourself, de-Bang yourself, flip the bird to both the CIA and the NSA at the same time. And it's all based on uh, a censorship-resistant system that respects you more than they do. So with all that being said, do that. Also, because I forgot to say in the last episodes, we're also brought to you by Agorist Acres Seeds. If you want to do some of the gardening and homesteading we talked about with uh, uh, Sekmagora and Radical Resonance, um, and if you also want to do some of the more gardening aspects of homesteading with DIY or die like Daggerus talks about, go to agoristacreseeds.com and use code Nexus for 20% off and you will support the Nexus while you do it. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. Oh, also with pre-search, you can, uh, you can run your own, uh, pre-search node too. And, yep. um, yeah, you can earn pre-coins that way and then you can stake them for ads and, and stuff too. So, uh, yeah, it's just, just an overall, you know, great coin. You can, there's a lot of stuff you can do. So, and if um, you want to use the other search engines, you can, they're all still there. You can just use them, uh, in a privacy forward way. So you can compare any search you want to pre-search. Uh, Brandon's done some of that with the Agorist Nexus Twitter account. You can follow us there at Agorist N. Yeah, definitely. They, it's like super. They've got like a super interchangeable thing, so you can um, you can just switch to other other search engines, engines and stuff like right off the bat. So, but um, but yeah. With that said, uh, oh yeah, and if you use our link, you'll get twenty five pre coins with a verified um, email. You you can you, there's like anonymous emails and stuff that uh, that you can get that you don't need phone numbers and and other emails for too. So um, one of them being like Tadanota. I've got to look into some other, um, some other like encrypted uh, email, privacy emails too. But um, yeah, there's, but, uh, there's Tadanota, there's Proton, there's MailFence, and there's a bunch of others that you can get. I'll be writing a short thing for that that will be sent out one of the emails soon. So sub to our emails if you want information sent to your box. Um. Anyway, uh, how you been? It's been a bit since you've uh, since since you and I have just had like a, a chat episode. Yeah, man, I've been really good. Um, I've just been super busy. I'm 
I basically, I don't have a house right now and I will have a house in a month. So if that tells you how busy I am, um, that's how busy I am. Uh, and yeah, I've just been focusing on, on getting watered all my, my baby trees and I've been doing lots of, um, landscaping and, and dam building and, uh, and, and block work and stuff like that. So, um, it's been, uh, it's been great. It's been liberating. It's, it's been lots of, um, lots of hard work. I'm actually looking at the very blisters on both of my hands right now. And, uh, there's like blisters in places that I didn't think you could get blisters, but, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been doing great, man. And, uh, I've been buying eggs down here for super cheap. Um, cause I love eggs. I don't even know what the price, how, how much can you get them over there in, in Spokane? Cause I can get 30 eggs, 30, three zero for just over like just over four dollars, like four dollars and fifteen cents or something. It depends so. on the day or the place I go. Um, so like there'll be different prices at different places depending on the day. And then like uh most of the time if I go to like a Walmart, for instance, the eggs are normally like I, I wanna say they're like uh thirty six for seven. So uh like I don't know, two 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 and a half times the uh I don't know, two to two and a half probably times the price they are in Mexico, if I were to guess. Yeah, and and that was just at a corporate. That was just at like a, a a little corporate store too. I think I can get them even cheaper through um through just local farmers. Like everybody here has their own uh you know chickens and and roosters and shit. So yeah, super easy to get eggs here, and you know. Um, and they don't have the FDA running around killing, killing all the birds and shit or, you know, so. Yeah. And also, by the way, um, because you brought up blisters, I want to read a list that I put out the other day, um, because somebody I knew, uh, was injured and she needed, uh, a list of foods to basically heal faster. So I made this small list of things that you could do. So. Are you injured? Eat citrus, legumes, seafood and fish, leafy greens, anything cruciferous, dairy, eggs, dark or red meat. Uh, you drink green tea, coffee and licorice tea and you use turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, ginseng, sage and honey. Um, and you can do all of that. You can also use garlic. Garlic is semi anti-inflammatory. Um and basically, uh, like all of that will help you I, both keep your immune system up and also keep uh, like your your recovery times lower. So if you had some of the things from that list uh, that I tweeted out there, um, like if you added some of those to your diet, I don't know that it would stop the blisters entirely, but it would certainly help. Yeah, like help heal and stuff. Yeah, appreciate appreciate that list for sure. Yeah, so that that would be the that um because you're you're like you're you're running from basically a lot to a house, right? You're you're building your own foundation and all that. Yeah, yeah, I've got um four. I now I do have like a a concrete worker um with me so that uh 
basically just for like earthquake, you know, to make sure that the, the house is, is sound for, um, for earthquakes, because we have, we have lots of, uh, earthquakes in the state, in the state of Guerrero. So, um, so yeah, the, there is that. So I'm not doing like all of it by myself, but, um, but yeah, I, I am doing a lot of shit on my yeah. own. So. Well, and that's sure. what everybody should do. Like, I have my ultimate goal, uh, which is going to be a great way to attract the ladies. My ultimate goal of setting up a literal bunker built into uh, the L.A. Hills. I I got to <laughs> I got I to find me a chick who can spar me, uh, wants to shoot and wants a self-sustaining bunker in the hills of L.A. Hey, come come find me, chicks. Um, yeah. Like uh, like you talking about like where the Hollywood sign is and shit. Probably not like there but like just the hills near it because i've got some plans that i want to engage in la basically if i can get some startup capital my plan is to take over la so that's uh that's that's a long-term goal that's going to require a lot of short-term business stuff um so uh I'm, I'm getting a business address as soon as possible i'm getting i'm moving to a this other house so that i can basically be in a place that respects content creation more and is like anarchist instead of dealing with all these statists all the time you know just i need to improve my own lot uh that's my current goal is to no longer be in the low st stature of society and eventually if i can you know do do my plan uh my plan is to make the most potent legally available energy drink and the least pleasant video game experience in history. I want to sort of take the torch from Silent Hill and make a survival horror game that will authentically cause psychological damage. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That'd be the goal. But uh, that's way down the line. And that's what people should be trying to do is like establish themselves, establish their goals and not let the state uh, be the determinant of their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely, man. And definitely, you know, work around it and, um, you know, don't follow anything they say to the best of your ability. Now, now if they say, like, don't kill people, don't go around killing people um, just to spite them and shit. But <laughs> yeah, um, illegalism. Because sucks. E yeah, yeah. Illegalism is stupid. And uh, actually, Storm Del Gore wrote a great article on that um, a couple months back, mm. which which was which was pretty awesome article. Um so, yeah, yeah, illegalism definitely, is definitely like check that out. Yeah, illegalism is like the 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 legal ethical version of nihilism, as far as I'm concerned. And nihilists are pathetic. Oh man, everything sucks. Things are not inherently meaningful. I won't take it within my own hands to make any meaning. Oh, things are inherently chaotic and damaging and awful. So I'll just be chaotic and damaging and awful too. It's like. Congratulations, you have succumbed. You have become the universe's bitch. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the storm article, by the way, is cautionary words um, beyond subtly controlled opposition. Yeah. And yeah, definitely, definitely check that article out. It's really good. Um, Will do. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's a yeah. lot of good articles on the site that sort of respond to a variety of anarchist circles. Um, and 
I want to get on as many people who like are willing to to criticize certain things as possible because I think without that conversation, we're gonna stagnate and lose everything. That's one of the reasons I was glad to, uh, the other day when Sec was on and we went on sort of a a, a talk about how uh, anarchism in right wing circles oftentimes loses its way because it tries to belly up to the capitalist trough way too much. Um, and how yeah, people- they they just and they focus on destroying the left. They they focus on just like leftists are bad and um without pointing out any of the uh the faults of the of the conservatives or um or or anything on the right which which kind of irks me because i've got huge issues with with both sides i think that they should both be addressed and not just like pony up to to one side to try to like maximize profits and listens and follows and stuff like that yeah, and it's not like, you know, the left is pure, like fuck tankies, but like at the same yeah, time, absolutely. like, you know, the, the the left has a lot of issues that right libertarians have been addressing since they've been right libertarians. And at the same time, they've been taking a whole lot of money from right wing organizations like the Koch brothers and uh all these institutions that they've influenced and all these, you know, basic state capitalist like planks, uh, including organizations that work directly with the CIA to install Pinochet. So it's like, you know, you're not really a libertarian if you're helping a fascist dictatorship. You're not really libertarian if you're helping the boilerplate republicanism <laughs> under the guise of paleoconservatism. You know, you're not really a libertarian if you're helping the theocrats uh, boost their state right wing agenda uh, under the guise of, you know, a- a- attaining greater freedom. Like I had this I had this alleged Christian the other day tell me that in, in the in the Mises caucus group, which is for the most part, believe it or not, a better place to discuss even leftist ideals than um, than the alleged leftist and left friendly groups on Facebook. I've gotten much better reception for my anti-capitalism there than I have in most other places, but some people there are not well receiving of it. And one of the people literally said to me that, uh, that there are, that, that, that there have been wars that have protected his freedom. And when I pressed him, his basic equation was my wealth allows me to be freer. So since these wars kept my wealth valuable, they protected my freedom. <laughs> oh gosh what a great uh man yeah 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 so they they propped up the dollar they kept the dollar valuable man war is sure is great for liberty <laughs> <laughs> right um so but like the, the whole general vibe is that i want to if, if you if you've got an anarchist project hit us up uh we're building a guest list all that sort of thing uh, and it should be relatively interesting because like th- there needs to be some shakeups in a lot of these spaces. A lot of these spaces got too damn motherfucking comfortable. If you ask me. Um, So with that being said, uh, yeah, like eggs, eggs, eggs is a seg into the, um, the, the general subject of the economy right now. Um, And I thought I would read something that I think relatively, well uh states the principle here um i sent this article to you uh 
short a short bit back for discussion purposes. But basically, um, the the U.S. government is throwing so much at Ukraine that it's now over a hundred billion dollars, and they're adding more to it. This this is from CNBC, December twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. So last year, we're in twenty twenty three, baby. We're already almost a twelfth through twenty twenty three. Y'all feel old yet? Um. The CNBC article says U.S. House approves Ukraine aid, including arms, after Zelensky visit. The new package would bring U.S. aid to almost $100 billion. U.S. officials say one patriot system won't change the war. Russia threatens oil output cut in response to the price cap. So U.S. House of Representatives gave final approval on Friday to a $45 billion aid package for Ukraine. As President Volodymyr Zelensky warned his citizens that Russia could launch attacks over Christmas and urged them to heed air raid alarms. Now, one thing I'll say about this article, they spelled his name right. I do not fucking respect when people who talk about Ukraine issues don't include both Y's or spell it Zelensky with a Y or something like that. Just like, if you can't even spell his fucking name right, just shut the fuck up. Um, so... The aid measure passed by the Democratic-controlled House, part of a $1.66 trillion government funding bill that won Senate approval a day earlier, um, will now go to U.S. President Joe Biden for signing into law. This was, again, basically a month ago. Actually, let me see. I'm pretty sure, yeah, exactly a month ago. In a tweet thanking Congress and leaders of both parties, Zelensky said it was crucial that Americans are side-by-side -side with Ukrainians in this struggle. Hey, I, at least at least he says my struggle. You know, nobody has ever said that before <laughs> and been a fascist. Um, yeah, nobody. <laughs> I have to piss off at least one person. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job. The new military and economic assistance would come atop some 50 billion in aid to Ukraine this year, as well as Western sanctions on Russia that now include a cap on Russian oil prices. Russia responded to the cap on Friday by threatening to cut oil output by 5 to 7% early next year by halting sales to countries that support the measure. Now, since then, um, as I've covered here and elsewhere, um, the BRICS uh, sort of alliance has been solidifying. And in response to uh, what, what, what's been done here, they've been basically getting more radically like connected and saying, you know, we've been trying to kill each other for a really long time, but these people are going to kill us really hard if we don't, like, get together on some shit. So why don't we resist Western hegemony and, uh, you know, work together on this project and be the imperialists we want to be, but our imperialists, not NATO imperialists, because yeah. it's just one yeah, game of imperialists versus another. And if it, and for our listeners who don't know what BRICS is, um, it's like Brazil, Russia, India, what South Africa, and uh, China, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and so, so yeah, huge. And I think I think um, I think that BRICS is going to be the entrance into like a a a one one world currency. I think that's kind of the way. That's kind of the way I see see it playing out right now. Um, I, I don't know what your what your opinion on that is, but 
I think the CBDC is the one world currency model and that they don't need necessarily one one world currency. I think that it's all just going to be based on the CBDC model and they can all have their competing models to see what works the best. Um, the U.S. is running its pilot program right now for its own CBDC and so is pretty much other every other Western country. You can look up Atlantic Council, which is a big fucking like NATO funded organization working for intelligence assets. Uh, they've got their uh, CBDC tracker, which keeps a handy track of which countries are adopting it. Um, what the framework that they're running it on is, uh, you know, whether or not it's been abandoned, what if it's in its like pilot program or if it's just in its like infancy stages, all that stuff. You can check the Atlantic Council CBDC tracker with that. Um, and like, there's a lot of them basically everywhere. So I think now that they've got the model, I think that model is the, like, basically as close as they're going to get to a one world currency. And then all they've got to do, because having a one world currency is inefficient for tyranny because a, you can't really manage a specific central hub for the entire world, uh, of governments. You've got to have many different competing governments that all have that all serve their own citizens competing interests so that you can constantly keep the empire flowing and justify wartime expenditures which protect trade routes so to me the closest they're going to get to one world you know government and currency is probably going to be the cbdc model and then everybody else everybody just gets their own version of it mm -hmm. Um, and they're definitely all getting that. Like every one of the BRICS countries has one and the U.S. is getting theirs right now. Everybody's just jockeying up their little CBDC offering for the world. Um, and of course, <laughs> you remember how I hated El Salvador getting on Bitcoin, how I said it was going to end badly the next time there was a crash and how um, El Salvador was going to have greater economic controls over its people because now all transactions were public. Yeah, didn't they have? Didn't they hold like a a lot of their Bitcoin on uh, F FTX too? Yeah, and it, it all crashed. It all came crumbling down, and I was one hundred percent right. Um, much to the chagrin of all the people in the crypto space, like especially the maxis who were like. Uh, no, no, you're wrong. There's no way Bitcoin could be used for tyranny. You're being an insane tinfoil conspiracy theorist. You should hodl more and stop producing FUD. And I'm like, <laughs> I traffic in Dude. FUD, motherfucker. Yeah, well, it's it's a completely transparent blockchain. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not even like pro-freedom, in my opinion. Like pro-freedom is is basically something I can use without somebody somebody else looking at at what I'm doing. Um, well, or at least something that you can put another currency into. Like that was what I hated about it is that they removed their existing national currency. They basically shuffled all their debts and liabilities fucking under the rug and and hoped people didn't fucking notice. And then they said, we're just going to buy a shit ton of, uh, of Bitcoin and call it our currency. Um, and then there suddenly wasn't a way for Bitcoin to not be a privacy invasion for El Salvadorians because they were like, you know, they they weren't able to change their money for anything IRL. So the privacy aspect of Bitcoin was basically completely eliminated because you couldn't use it for, to, to like get cash to do like a drug deal or a gun sale or anything like that. 
anything that was off the books that they would want to know about. Um, and they also took a real strong crackdown against gangs and shit. And they claimed that this was all freedom and we're going to build a Bitcoin city. That's a nightmare. That's a dystopia. Don't the whole point of Bitcoin is to be an alternative currency to flip the bird to the establishment that was in the white fucking paper. And these motherfuckers want to turn it into their national currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not betraying the purpose at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really too now if if they had said like Bitcoin Cash in there and the, like they went a different way or, or some other privacy coin, I would have been more on board. But uh but yeah, BTC just doesn't um BTC is doesn't uh doesn't really add up in, in my mind, like well, why you'd even want to hold it at this point. Um, well BTC because it was the first, um it it it's sort of the tide that rises all boats and um you can still do like a a coin join uh you know if you if you wanted to like samurai yeah, coin join wasabi. with like wasabi yeah yeah but at the same time like uh if you could just buy xmr for your privacy then do that <laughs> you know especially since like if you can buy xmr um you know, in, in dollars because you're not in El Salvador um, and you can just do all your trading online, um, you know, you could at, at least maintain a little bit of your El Salvadorian sovereignty. But like <laughs> when everybody acted like, oh, this guy's so based, look at him doing crypto bro shit. And I'm like, this is cringe as hell. You suck. Fuck you. And I got so much shit for it. I think you probably remember that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, probably. And, and like, just, just, just anytime a government says they're going to do something, it's not good for you. You know, I, I don't like Reagan and he was a great example of why this was, you know, uh, a hypocritical statement on his part. But, you know, most terrifying words are were from the government and we're here to help. <laughs> My father yeah. loves that expression, but then I explained explained to him that Reagan and the whole you know, Iran Contra and you know never negotiate with terror. Yeah, you did. Fuck off. You know, my dad even is now anti Reagan and anti. Yeah, well, he, everyone everyone should be anti Reagan. I mean, he increased the Department of um, Department of Education's budget by like I don't know billions of dollars and uh, eliminated all fully automatic weapons passed like 1986 or something and hella just um yeah extremely bad president in my opinion but uh but he told gorbachev to break down that wall so he's he's a hero or whatever he increased the department of education's uh budget he like put a ban on all fully automatic weapons passed a certain year in 1986 i believe um and yeah, he I, he did some shit in uh what was it Libya I believe, um, or or Lebanon? No, I think it was Lebanon, Lebanon, and uh, and but but everyone loves him because he told Gorbachev to break down the wall, like oh nostalgia and uh, shit like that. He um, huge 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 mistakes that that he made during his administration and. 
And because he and, had uh, this soft ass voice that sounded like a grandfather. And because <laughs> he was an actor in movies and they had nostalgia for that too. But like, you know, actually, let me. He's the reason why Ron Paul left the uh, Republican Party uh, temporarily and ran as a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so. <laughs> uh. Ron, uh, this is lyrics from Killer Mike. Ronald Reagan was an actor, not at all a factor, just an employee of the country, the country's real masters, just like the Bushes, Clinton and Obama, just another talking head telling lies on teleprompters. If you don't believe this theory, then argue with this logic. Why did Reagan and Obama both go after Gaddafi? We invaded sovereign soil, going after oil, taking countries as a hobby paid for by the oil lobby. Same as in Iraq and Afghanistan and Ahmadinejad say they come in for Iran. They only love the rich and how they loathe the poor. If I say any more, they might be at my door. It's a great song. That's only part yeah, of it. So, so it was so it was Libya. He did shit in Libya. And uh, I'm not sure if he did anything in Lebanon or maybe that was before... Um, that was a different administration, but anyways, you guys get the picture. Yeah, fuck Reagan. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I'm gradually convincing my dad of all these things because, like, I know too many facts now, and I'm one of the people who's, like, annoying enough to talk to their family about this stuff. Like, I don't do the whole, like, no religion in politics with family. I intentionally bring these things up with my mother, sister, and father, and whoever else will listen, because it's like, I'm not going to stop being me for a family or friends or whatever. If 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 they want me to, it's because they don't want me. And I'm going to be me, motherfuckers. So, yeah, they've got, they've exactly. got used to that. Um, where, so where do you see like where do you see things soon? Because um, because we, we are seeing like we are seeing pretty high inflation rates. Like I have to say. Over the last couple of years, we we've seen just from like I think just from twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, we saw at least a, like a fifteen percent increase in like almost everything. Um, and I, then we saw like an, a pretty huge increase from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two in in terms of uh, prices. So, like, you know. Well, my assumption that I think we're getting to is that um, the U.S. has a massive chip on its shoulder and a lot of toys to test and a lot of tyranny to implement and a lot of war profiteering to do if they get the chance. So I think that they have put Ukraine on their shoulder like a chip and like put a lot of boots on the ground to strategically advise positions and how to you know train people how to use weapons and shit like that and all these volunteers and all this stuff and all these westerners being over there in ukraine and all they need is russia to strike actual u.s targets in order to have a legitimate reason to start war because keep in mind they knew pearl harbor was coming they knew pearl harbor was coming they knew the lusitania would sink they the bay of pigs was bullshit um, the Gulf Tonkin incident was bullshit. Like 9-11 was bullshit. Um, th they 
intentionally instigate shit or stage shit so that they can start wars. And Major General Smedley Butler, right before World War fucking two, wrote a book that said, hey, World War One sucked ass and wasn't good for anyone. And it was actually a racket designed to profit the profiteers. And uh, we shouldn't repeat the mistakes that we that we made in World War One. And it's happening again with World War Two. And we should stay out of it. And war is a racket and it's bad. And it only benefits those in charge and those who make money. And there were large amounts more millionaires made during the last war. So maybe we shouldn't enrich these people by giving them another war. And this is all bad. And he was a major fucking general like people people like who don't know that he wasn't just some peacenik named smedley butler he was a major fucking general he knew his shit he was like it's sort of like you know edward bernays writing propaganda when he's literally a master of propaganda and ran successful propaganda campaigns it's like listen to these people motherfuckers uh so like he wrote all this in war is a racket and he said that you know basically it was a way to pad the economy when economic downturn was happening and isolate more control in the hands of the controllers and uh, more money in the hands of the war profiteers and wouldn't you know that's exactly what happened and yeah. one of the key things that i like to bring up is is sort of like a linchpin argument is the prescott bush situation of like you know hey prescott bush literally helped the nazis hide their money and help them get their steel for their concentration camps and their war materials. And maybe uh, Prescott Bush being the grandfather of uh, Bush Jr. and the father of Bush Sr., uh, both of whom were presidents and uh, one of whom was a CIA-like off uh, 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 like director, um, maybe that guy shouldn't be, uh, you know, uh, it, like exalted in any way. Maybe his family should have been tried in Nuremberg for the amount of money that they made. And maybe the Bush family shouldn't be able to go on Ellen because the guy paints now. But like, you know, people don't like to hear that. People don't like to hear that that basically the entire U.S. economy had Hitler's back and that, you know, through the Galen organization and the Bundeswehr, they basically uh, shuttled whatever Nazis they could out of Germany after the war um, through the rat lines. Um, because that's an inconvenient history to remember. <laughs> and it's inconvenient to remember that because it informs the present. Uh, it also informs the creation of the Mujahideen threat, uh, which splintered out into Al-Qaeda, uh, Nusra, ISIS, ISIL, um, the Taliban, all of that. Um, it, it it sort of starts to establish the pattern that... Um, the when the U.S. needs an excuse to do some wars so that they can make a bunch of money during economic downturns, they can just do it when they want. And that this Ukraine situation to me is just like the chip on their shoulder. They're saying, we dare you, Russia. Knock it off. Knock that chip <laughs> off our shoulder. We'll, we'll, we'll fuck you up and we'll make money doing it. And we'll crush bricks and it'll be a nice big bloody war for our population control hungry people that we want to lower the population anyway. That's why we destroyed the Georgia Guidestones because people were looking a little too closely at it. Come on. You think we won't? You'll blink first. Come on. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I was I was actually a lot of people were cheering on the explosion of the Georgia Guidestones. I was actually not. I actually wasn't in favor of that um, because I wanted to keep the evidence of like, um, hey, 
like there's powerful people here that have these plans and yeah. they're written in stone and um and and now the uh the, the evidence has been removed so um so yeah it's like it's like in 100 years when you, when people talk about the georgia guidestones they'll be like oh that's just some you know it's like when uh who was it was it eisenhower who said or Patton, maybe General Patton. People will not believe what happened during the Holocaust. And he he had like video footage of it. He had video footage of it, and he's like, mm-hmm. "We better videotape this because people will not believe this." And um, sure enough, there's still people who do not believe that, that the Holocaust happened. Now, I'm not sure like on all of the details or like the exact body count. I don't really think that um, that that stuff is like, you know. Um, I think those are just like maybe estimates or I don't really think that anybody really knows the, the exact amount of, of people who died um, during that time period. But, um, but I, for one, I'm not a Holocaust denier because my grandfather uh, uh, was part of Patton's army and liberated um, I think two Jewish, two Jewish uh, concentration camps. So I, for one, know that um, know that that the Nazis had had Jews and and other undesirables, um, uh, if you will, in in camps. So uh, I'm definitely not a, a Holocaust denier. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, so so yeah, like later on down the line, you know, I think people will deny that the Georgia Guidestones even existed. Um, which is a bad thing, um, and that uh, that it was more beneficial just keeping them in place because, um, you know, hey, it's not like they're written in like it's not like the things that these people want to do to us is like written in stone anywhere, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that that's kind of my my perspective on the on the Georgia Guidestones. Well, also like. it's not lost on me that they're sort of erasing all this stuff that's been brought up that's been like hey that's fucking evil they they there's they're considering like not having the world economic forum and everybody's like oh we're doing it we're winning fuck you we're not winning it's not winning that they're gonna move the wef to a secret location and do it off the record they're still going to have the WEF. They're just not going to have like these in-person things where all of them are flying in their private jets to tell you why you have to take the bus. You know, like the, the, <laughs> the, they're going to move it to private. They're going to Bilderberg it up. They're not going to televise it. They're going to do the same shit. Or when they're like, you know, blowing up the Georgia Guidestones so that you f- forget that they want to control the population and bring it down to below 500 million in harmony with nature. Um, and so that you forget the, uh, the, 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 the Denver International Airport, they literally did an entire campaign mocking conspiracy theorists until they eventually covered up the murals um, and blocked off access to any sort of area near the, the tunnels that run under the whole place. You know, they still haven't removed the literal pale horse on the runway, though. That's, I guess, too much to ask. But like they they, they left enough of it, but they they they've been slowly removing the iconography people have been using to rightly prove that they're evil people for a long time. 
That's what they're doing. They're slowly rewriting history in front of us. And people are saying, yeah, do it. (laughs) Yeah. And people are cheering it on. It's like, no, I want this. I want like their, their stuff to remain up. Um, And speaking of the Denver international airport art, I know that all of that art that they said, Oh, that art wasn't there. These, these, these conspiracy theorists are wrong. Well, no, no, no. I walked through that airport like 30 times and I've seen, I've seen uh, like the painting with the masks and the the painting with like where the dude's got like the scythe coming down and like um, shit like that. I've seen those paintings in real life. And well, what I thought the masks were um, when I saw it years ago was that they wanted to censor the world because basically all of these children had like these masks with their, their country's flag over them. And I'm like, okay, they like, they want um, the elitists like just like wants, you know, global censorship. Um, I didn't know it was like some, you know, pandemic or, or anything like that. And, and it, it could, it could be for, for both or, you know. Well, here's um, the real insidious thing about masks. And one of the reasons that I hate them. Okay, here's, here's, here's part of childhood language learning and development and cultural creation and shit like that and development of personality and interpersonal connection is the ability to see a face move. You learn how to take social cues. You learn how to communicate and be more verbal, especially people who are autistic and have other sorts of, uh, you know, communication disorders. Um, People need to be able to see a face. They need to be able to see the expressions that the face is making. And there's literally psychological connections to being able to see the full face of somebody. Watch the mouth move. See the eyes. Um, you know, see see which way the nose is moving. Sort of all these things. Especially in the baby years, the developmental years, childhood, all that stuff. When your brain is forming and you're learning how to impression upon the world and what your face should look like in the mirror, what these people's faces look like. If you have the mask on all the time, it's a lot harder to do, especially if you're forced into a public school system that requires that everybody wear masks. So here's the thing. It could be about censorship because they could be making it much harder for the common person to communicate on purpose. There's a conspiracy theory for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into the masks. I mean, um, yeah, just learning. Well, like kids have a hard, harder time learning in general um, without them. Uh, I guess they're having a hard time with like speech and stuff too. Uh, so the all the 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 like the toddlers growing up during the 2020, 2021, 2022 era, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully they're better off than I, I believe that, that they will be. Um, hopefully but, they're uh, not stunted too much because they are stunted yeah. a little, guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and so, while all this is happening, just to bring up another one of the links I sent, the zero COVID policy in China is literally like meaning that people were sealed inside their apartments when the when a fire broke out and the fire trucks couldn't get there because of certain barricades that had been set up. 
And so they were just spraying their water, which was basically not even getting to the apartment complex itself. The fire didn't get put out and a huge amount of people died, uh, including some children. And the, like the zero COVID policy has been gradually building up and affecting more and more and more people who are already basically slave laborers in uh, in China. And one of the uh, big elements of that was the Foxconn iPhone city, as they keep on calling it. Um, they had violent protests because the Chinese government, just like all other governments, are pieces of shit. And The Verge says violent protests break out at Foxconn's iPhone City. This was November 23rd. Footage has emerged of workers clashing with hazmat suited officials over delayed pay and working conditions. The world's largest iPhone factory has been under strict COVID lockdown for weeks. Protests have broken out at Foxconn's vast iPhone factory in Zhengzhou, central China, as footage circulating on social media shows workers clashing with baton-wielding riot police and hazmat-suited officials. The protests started after workers who have been under strict COVID lockdown for weeks learned bonus payments would be delayed. So basically, these people are already massively underpaid, um, and Foxconn basically said, yeah, you know what? We just can't afford to pay you right now this money you earn that we promised you and so basically they said and then apple <laughs> here's what apple said apple announced earlier this month that it's it expected lower shipments of premium iphone 14 models due to the disruptions created by the COVID lockdowns at the same foxconn facility Zhengzhou, known locally as iphone city is home to an estimated 200,000 workers who are responsible for the vast majority of all iphone production Wall Street Journal reports that protests started on Tuesday evening near Foxconn employee accommodations at the Zhengzhou facility. Foxconn's strict COVID controls have reportedly isolated its employees, forcing them to live and work on site with limited food and supplies in order to prevent further outbreaks in Zhengzhou. <clears throat> Since October, many workers have wow. escaped from the locked-down facility, leading Foxconn to promise incentives like higher salaries and bonuses to retain staff. Video footage captured on Wednesday shows hundreds of workers protesting at the campus, chanting, give us our pay, while surrounded by riot police and people in hazmat suits. Live stream footage later that night shows protests escalating with workers chanting, defend our rights, defend our rights, and they confronted police officers According to the Agence France Press News Agency, Foxconn never treats humans as humans, said another person in a social media video at the scene. And other workers captured on live stream said they were protesting over food shortages in addition to delayed payments. They changed the contract so that we could not get the subsidy they had promised. They quarantine us, but don't provide food said one Foxconn worker during a live stream as reported by the Bibis. If they do not address our needs, we will keep fighting. So, yeah. iPhone and the Chinese government, Apple and the Chinese government are literally working to slowly kill people. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah, this is perfectly fine. And it's all because of COVID, right? It's not because the like global elites see us as numbers that are too high already and don't mind turning our ones into zeros. It's not like we're the carbon they want to reduce. Is it? 
Oh man. It's a dystopian hellscape. Um, and meanwhile, like, you know, even at home, it, things aren't great. The homelessness is up massively. And it's still estimated that like 20 to 30 like billion dollars could address homelessness. But who's getting it? Zelensky to provoke the West and East into another world war. Fucking awesome. It's so awesome to be in this country under the government's uh here um it's it's great i'm wrong um and meanwhile just to say this biden is like suddenly uh biden is guilty of like hella uh classified and top secret documents at his properties where they're literally just going through them and raiding them and finding these pro uh, these these documents and he's like cooperating fully so that he isn't like trump but it's still basically like trump so that's not good, but it's also like, I just don't think any of these classified document things, I don't think they're real because I think all presidents and all politicians do this as much as they fucking can. I think it's all a big corrupt machine. They don't serve us. They're hiding documents. Of course they are. <laughs> Nobody thought Biden would hide documents. <laughs> what? So... That's my take. Yeah, nobody thought Biden would hide documents. Um, Paul Widow Biden, he didn't do, he would never do anything wrong. That brings us to the uh, the, the AP News article. Um, and this is actually just came out yesterday. Yep. Uh, Biden should, uh, Democrats, Biden should be embarrassed by classified docs case. Senior Democrats dismayed by a steady stream of startling disclosures expressed criticism Sunday of President Joe Biden handled classified material after leaving office as vice president and disappointment that the White House has not been more forthcoming with the public. Oh, really? Now, never mind. I don't think any administration has been forthcoming with the public. So, yeah. Um, anyways, lawmakers who might have anticipated questions focusing on the debt limit or Ukraine aid when they were booked last week for Sunday news shows found themselves quizzed about the latest development over the weekend and document drama has put Biden's presidency on the defensive during a search Friday of Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, the FBI found additional documents with classified markings and took possessions of some of his handwritten notes. The president's lawyer said Saturday. Um, Oh shit. I just, uh, Excellent. Clicked on one of the links in the um, in the article. Let's see. Uh, Biden should be embarrassed by the situation, said Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, the second-ranking Democrat in the Senate, adding that the president had ceded the moral high ground on an issue that has already entangled former former President Donald Trump. Special counsels appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland are investigating both cases. Well, of course, let's be honest about it. When the information is found, it diminishes the stature of any person who is in possession of it because it is, it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> the elected official bears ultimate responsibility, Durbin said. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I almost lost my shit. It's not supposed to happen. <laughs> and, and like, you know, um, just to be clear, fuck the AP too. And 
uh, just ties nicely back into what I was saying before because they literally ran propaganda for the Nazis. So, just saying. Well, yeah, the the AP is also um, the Associated Press is owned by the uh, the Rothschilds, isn't it? And if and, I, um, and so so is uh, um, uh, part of the Economist. It's primarily run by the Agnelli family, but it's also got Rothschild and um, uh, uh, fucking Cadbury money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the Economist was for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like fu- funny how all these publications that preserve the status quo and act all indignant when something like this happens. Funny how they're all owned by the biggest state capitalists. Ah, I wonder how that works. <laughs> um. Oh, and speaking of laughter, if anyone wants to watch something funny, you can just watch uh, people trying to ask Greta Thunberg literally anything because she's useless and she just sort of wanders around doing the bidding of the elites and then like does the occasional vaguely subversive gesture to like the applause of so many people or she makes a funny tweet at Andrew Tate and then suddenly that's okay. It's like there's so much wrong uh, with the with the sort of Greta Thunberg model of oh and by the way for those of you who say that I'm not pronouncing that right I am Americanizing it a little but it in her home tongue it's Greta Thunberg that's how it's pronounced I'm not I'm not wrong I had to correct my family on that because they tried to correct me and then somebody else the other day and I don't remember who that was it's like it's pronounced Greta Thunberg you should know your propagandist's name right so I'm gonna say that but she's just cackles whenever anyone asks her a question or is like sarcastic or confrontational. She doesn't answer shit. She's not a good spokesperson for anything but the class of people that laughs at you for questioning them. So she's an excellent spokesperson for these people. <laughs> um, Thought I'd throw that out there. Um. Yeah, so anyways, um, Uh, where were we at in terms of these classified docs? Oh, so do you want to continue on with this or? Uh, I mean, basically, or just like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll I'll edit this part. Or out. Give a summary of it. You you can continue reading that, or I could give a summary. Yeah, probably just give a summary of it real fast. Yeah. So basically, Biden, um, he had a bunch of these documents some of them were just like stored in his garage some of them were stored just like through houses or places that he had been um and there were some houses some of his houses these people are very progressive owning multiple houses um but some of his houses had these boxes in them and some of them didn't so <laughs> Um, he he got them during his vice presidential bullshit, and some of them more recently. And uh, he's acting like he's like com- complying with authorities, so that makes it great and fine that he did this. Um, but really, why did a vice president have fucking classified documents at his at his house? Why did he store them in his garage to begin with? Uh, you know, it's almost like the whole system is corrupt. Everybody does this and they only did like did these sorts of things when they want to politicize some kind of raid. Almost. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, Russiagate turned out to be a massive hoax. 
Blue Anon was a massive uh, operation that was proven to be artificially inflated account activity. So even if Russiagate was uh, true, it's not like the Democrats weren't doing the same fucking thing they claimed Russia was. Which, by the way, one of the fun things about Russiagate was the sheer amount of accounts that they were exposing that were just saying racism is bad and you shouldn't be a brutal police officer. Wow! <laughs> I'm so upset by that. Fucking Russians telling American police not to be thugs. Wow. That's a message people should ignore. The police should be just as brutal as always. In fact, they should be more brutal because Murica and fuck the Ruskies. Otherwise, they're interfering in our elected process, you know, telling cops not to do illegal things that are unethical. <laughs> no, you ran a police brutality page? Russian election interference. I'm calling the daddy cops. <laughs> Fucking garbage. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Point is, with all these stories and everything that we brought up today, that fucking shit sucks. It's about to get worse and is almost guaranteeably going to get worse by a world war they use to cover up yet another economic downturn. I guess is yeah. my really long way of answering your original question like an hour ago. Yeah, COVID, COVID, and like this upcoming stuff, climate change and a war and, and everything else is all just one big thing to cover up their like massive money printing uh, scam, really. And they're, they're, um, you know, they're collapsing of like all of these world, world currencies at, 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 you know, simultaneously or, or close to, um, so yeah, that's really like where we're headed now. Is is war with Russia inevitable? Because I, I'm kind of getting the feeling that uh, that the U.S. will be more involved somehow, um, somehow, some way. I'm not sure like by like how much. I know that uh, there's already Americans over there fighting on both sides, um, which is just like. Uh, mind-blowing like i don't know why you'd want to uh volunteer to uh, to fight the elitist wars but uh but yeah well like i mean americans fighting on both sides of a thing is actually very american so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah look at all these bad guys uh ignore the american flags on their cases and the nato ammo they have yeah, exactly. Man, these guys <laughs> suck. I wonder where they came from. Fuck, fuck off, CIA. You shouldn't be here anymore. We. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't. You're think telling me the Department of Defense. You're telling me that the Department of Defense terrorists are are fighting the uh, the CIA terrorists. Oh man, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. For well, and and. You know, so I don't think it's inevitable. I just think it's going to happen. I think it's very likely. I think that it would take moving mountains to not see another world war. Because, you know, they've got to have something extreme like once a century. So might as well be now so that they can use it as a way to establish the uh, new American century and the global police state that accompanies America still being at the head of the hegemonic table. And 
you know, it's coming just in time because the polar ice caps are melting in the north um, and there's a bunch of natural resources releasing from the region. And Russia's been building bases in anticipation of using that place um, and like using that place not only for natural resources, but for, uh, you know, international trade, because then they won't have to go through like Western controlled waters. Uh, so the West might be feeling the need to crush Russia in that regard and get control over those waters and those natural resources and destroy their bases in the region. And they might need an excuse to go to war with this country so that they can justify all of that. Maybe just a thought for anyone who wants another conspiracy theory. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean the, the root of like all, all of this stuff happening. I don't believe that really any of it happens without I'd say like 95% of it and like mostly all major stuff doesn't happen with like without the approval of the, 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 like the controllers, you know? So um, that's kind of like where I'm at and everything I have like a country level is really just like a a puppet show in my opinion, but uh, for real, um, do we hit, do we have any uh do we have any other articles or anything we want to cover or, or uh I think that should be about it for today. And uh if that is it, um I, I'm gonna read a, a quote um because uh Biden is hyper funding the cops, and I feel like you know, since the US is at the head of a global police state, I'll remind these cops of what Frank Castle said when he saw a Punisher sticker on their car. I'll say this once. We're not the same. You took an oath to uphold the law. You help people. I gave all that up a long time ago. You don't do what I do. Nobody does. You boys need a role model. His name is Captain America, and he'd be happy to have you. He said that as he ripped up a Punisher sticker. Uh, pissed off the local PDs in that comic. That's Punisher 13. Uh, and that that was a, that was a, like a, a Punisher sticker on a cop car or something? Yep. Because they started yes. like a Punisher club. And I just thought I'd say <laughs> of, that because we were talking about the Punisher tank top I wear for my workouts before the call. So, you know, figured I'd tell people where I stand on that and where the actual Punisher does in the comics. Yeah, I mean, the, this whole thing about the Punisher is like the Punisher was basically he was he was born like in the ashes of like you know, police corruption and, and, uh, police incompetence and shit. And mm-hmm. so like for, for, for any cop, uh, in the real world or in the comics to, you know, be sporting a, uh, like a thin blue line Punisher skull and shit is just like, uh, super triggering to me. It just like triggers me. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, either way yeah. though, um, if, if, if you got, if cops need a role model, his name is Captain America. He'd be happy to have you. Gorus Nexus out. <laughs> revolution starting inside. An instrument apart of a gore worldwide. A gore worldwide. A gore worldwide. Counter economics. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this.